Beard Laws Podcast, episode 85. Beards, booze, and baseball with special guest, the Beard Brown. We're super excited to have somebody else back in the studio. We'll let you guys guess who that is. And will they be late? Or... Yeah, we're on time. That's right, 9 o'clock. We're so excited to have this episode. Kind of a trial episode to see... You know, how you guys like it. Either way, we're going to love it. Blur's in the house because you can probably guess who else is here. Because whenever this person is here, the blur is always here as well. Super excited to do this. Again, we're going to talk a little bit of baseball. We're going to talk about a new whiskey, potentially um, a cool beer. The Beard Bro knows his whiskey, knows his beer. And we are also going to talk baseball because it's a passion of definitely mine definitely logan's as well and we're super excited to kick this off so anybody that is listening to this only you guys are a little bit behind from the live show i try to put it out right after but if you ever do want to see it live head on over to either the beard loss facebook youtube twitch or the talking beards network which is now located on their youtube page you can just do the google or go to the go to the youtube and just type in talking beard so we have some cool stuff that we don't want to start off we're going to start off with some baseball news and uh, all that good stuff so if you guys are ready we're gonna hit the intro dude you ready yep we got one yep let's roll oh Jesus. it's the sexiest voice i've ever heard sexiest voice wow. ever let's roll. i have no better segue i can't do that um let's do the intro mm-hmm. ready go Look at us, all four of us. I'm Matt with Beard Laws. That is Logan Beard Laws, too. Obviously, Brandon J. McDermott is back in the house, and we have the Beard Bro. Super excited. He was so excited to be a part of this. He even put in that shelf you see behind him right before the show. He has some amazing whiskeys, bourbons, rye, all sorts of stuff that we're going to talk about a little bit later. And self-admitted, by him, he doesn't a whole, know a whole lot about baseball, just like we potentially might not know a whole lot about whiskey. So he might be a little more quiet, and you might see some jokes about him not knowing anything about baseball. Nah, so leave alone. Yeah, we say that, but sometimes it just happens. Kind of like we're going to be really nice to Joe Myers tonight on the Tuesday show, Triple T, but it just happens. We're, we're not always the nicest to him. And his birthday's next Tuesday, and he made a TikTok and wants everybody to send him gifts. So if anybody and everybody wants to go to his TikTok – Find his P.O. box and send him as many gummy dicks as you can find on the internet. I'm sure he would eat them all. Because that's, I think, what do you get for asking for presents, in my opinion. Logan says, yeah, I don't know. It could be worse. There is a website where you can send certain animal poop. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm just thinking about, like, some elephant shit sending it to him for his birthday. You know, it's What about one of those glitter bombs? Ah, I think he'd enjoy that. If you go into his garage, he has like spray paint all over his garage. And I don't think I don't think he'd find that. You know, I think a big thing of like elephant poop or something. I don't know. Either way, this is episode 85. And yes, we are live on not only the beard laws, all of them, but we're also live on the Talking Beards Network, which is now on the YouTube. So what's up, everybody from the Talking Beards? You guys can check out. Their show, they got a show every single night, but their main show, the one that started everything off, is every Tuesday on their Facebook page, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And they have the world's second greatest news guy because we have the greatest news guy in the world. News cat. News cat. 
Yeah, where is he? We can't shout him out till we see him. But happy Where's belated he? birthday to Brian. That's my cousin, guys. His birthday was 6 1, June 1st. Happy birthday, man. Well, belated Cheers birthday. You, Hopefully you were good to uh, to yourself and your wiener. And uh, so, yes, we are going to talk baseball. <laughs> we are going to talk about Brandon's sexy haircut. And we are going to talk about so many great things. Look at that. Just a good-looking dude. And it turns out we are all getting a little bit older because before the show, we all talked about how – well, they all talked about how all their backs are sore and they've hurt their backs. So I'm just thankful that my back is good in – Kentucky bearded guy, he knows all about it. He actually is recovering from a broken back. So speedy recovery to you. I know things are starting to get a little bit better, so that's awesome. Rufus is in the house. I used to live on Rufus Circle. So baseball news. We all love baseball, except the beard bro. And if you don't, well, thanks for being here anyways. But we got a couple of stories that I just wanted to talk about. And we just kind of envisioned this when myself and Logan talked a little bit last week. You know, the interview style shows, they're cool. They're fun. And sometimes... And even me, as a guy that loves podcasts, love watching interviews, I kind of like to watch them when I want to watch them. Maybe I'll pause, you know, this and that. Instead of it being live, we're going to try to do those pre-recorded. We have eight to ten guests lined up. We can schedule it easier. We're going to still continue to do those, but you guys can watch it whenever. So we're thinking Thursday night. We don't really have a cool name for it, so we'll just continue with episode whatever, probably. Maybe make it super confusing. It's a good title. But we just kind of want like a dude night, a place where dudes, women, whoever, picture yourself at a virtual bar where you're sitting around having some bar conversation, drinking some beer, talking about whatever. And just like at a bar, we're not going to talk about religion. We're not going to talk about politics. We're just going to talk about sports, booze, beef jerky. Who knows where this will go? But this is going to be the first kind of trial run at it. And I know I'm super excited. And Logan was, too, because he showed up 30 minutes early. That's the first time in his entire life. That he showed up pretty much early for everything. I think he was a little bit late at his wedding. Uh, hmm. Almost. <laughs> almost. That was almost close. It's like double the Lombardi rule right there. Just so you know. <laughs> it really is. If we had won that softball game, I would have been late to my wedding. Because that would have been into the championship. And, of course, he slid into I the slid. base. Destroyed his knee. Yeah. Destroyed my knee. Destroyed my leg. I was bleeding all up on inside my tux. My wife sees me limping around. She's like, what did you do underneath her veil? I was like, I was safe. <laughs> I've got an interesting uh, softball sliding into second base story. That's real it. quick, real brief, real brief. Slid into second base, of course, as, as you always do it when there's those terrible uh, diamonds that have rocks in them. Oh, yeah. Whole leg got completely wiped off. So as a dumb 17-year-old, I decided to wrap it up with paper towels that night. And oh. woke up the next morning. Oh, no. Over. So what I did was I soaked it and took a guitar pick and just scraped it, dude. I had to. There was, he was either that or infected, you know. Yep. Glad yes. I did it when I did it, but, oh, it was, it was terrible, terrible. That hurts. Sorry for that uh, visual, but, uh, yeah. Interesting. That hurts. We had uh, a uh, – we our, our varsity diamond when I was in ninth and 10th before they switched it up, the infield was small rocks. And so if, oh, you, yeah. just, you, if you slid – Like a pea gravel? Yeah, yeah, you would inevitably get gravel in your legs, and you'd have to. I'd never use a guitar pick. That's actually probably better. <laughs> but I would take, I would take like a, a like a dishwashing sponge, Ooh, and basically uh-huh. just grind my leg until all the rocks were out. Except uh-huh. I now have no hair on either one of my legs. Yep. Where I slid, I completely destroyed them. Unreal. And speaking of completely destroyed. 
I'm a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, all right? And I have completely destroyed every single hope since pretty much being, uh, since Sid Bream uh, outran Barry Bonds and the boys. Uh, I've just been sad. But being a Pirates fan in another terrible rebuilding year, they had one of the worst plays in MLB history. I mean, terrible, all right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you a clip from this with no sound. I don't know how this is going to go. And the best part is this just happened. Yes. And it even says right here, this might be the worst play I've ever seen in a baseball game. So, uh, yeah, this is what happened. Here comes the pitch. It's a force out. By first, the way. first round draft pick. So, yeah, let me paint the scenario. There's two outs, top oh. of the third. Okay. Two outs, top of the third. Should be just, you know, uh, where's the pitch here? Uh, we're going to do the pitch. We're going to do the pitch. Do the pitch. This guy, I don't know, wherever the clip is. All right. Here we go. Pitch is going to come in once this guy does it, right? It's Bayez. Ground ball, just routine play. That's in the inning. Bayez goes, oh, I'm sneaky. I'm going to run the other way. This first baseman don't even know who this guy is. He's All he had to do was touch first. He's a rookie. All he did was he touch first. All right, well, that doesn't excuse it. So he's just no, like, doesn't. he's like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to get really, really close to this guy. Still not touch him. Realize this guy might be coming home. Oh, shit. So what's he do? He tries to throw it to the catcher too late all right now at this point guess who's covering first nobody, nobody. nobody's covering first Bayez is laughing i don't know anything about either. baseball and i knew that nobody was covering first <laughs> yes so you know you have the pitcher the first baseman and the catcher here who looks like yeah so then he's like okay nobody's there Whoop! we're gonna play like a modified team we're gonna throw it right into the right field guess who's on second mm-hmm. nobody then the ball comes in. They throw it away again. Thankfully, they're like, all right, we've done enough. We're embarrassed. We made the worst play in MLB history. Sad, really. And I can hear my little coach in my head. Yeah. That was impressive. Get out of there. <laughs> it, yeah. It uh, just after, after the guy slides into home, Baez – has enough time to signal safe for the umpire turns around, gets hit by the first baseman, which should have been a dead ball. He's on first automatically, but because things can't go the pirates way, they throw it into right field and he ends up on second. Just terrible. Absolutely terrible. And it's uh, just, just not a, just, just something that kind of hit the baseball world and correlated with me as a pirates fan and just absolute terrible so one other thing that i thought was really cool because we did the pirates we did the braves so john smoltz uh obviously a legendary pitcher for the braves barry bonds was a pirate uh john smoltz he shared a really cool story while he was live on air within the last couple of weeks and i thought this was pretty cool and i don't know if you guys have heard this but what i want to do is just kind of read the yardbarker.com uh had a cool little article so i just kind of uh took a couple of notes from that and um yeah here it is barry bonds got the best of many pitchers during his legendary mlb career but john smoltz shared perhaps the best barry bonds own me story of all time which there is a lot of them all right and for anybody that doesn't know, Barry Bonds, he hit a lot of home runs and arguably one of the best players who was in the steroid era. Yes, his head grew about 10 times too big. Whatever. Uh, not probably Details. not probably going to make the Hall of Fame, even though he should, and he has a lot of records and blah, blah, blah. Smoltz shared an awesome story about the time Bonds got angry with him because Bonds thought that Smoltz 
was rooting for Mark McGuire in the home run derby. Smoltz said he was actually rooting for Bonds, but Bonds believed otherwise. Smoltz says Bonds came up to him and, and uh, told him, I'm going to tell you something right now. Next time I face you, I'm going to hit a homer off you. Bonds also told Smoltz he was going to do a uh, pirouette at home plate when it happened. So Smoltz responded by promising to sit down on the mound if he struck Bonds out the next time he, uh, the two of them faced him each other. So that made Bonds angrier. And then he said, you know what? As a matter of fact, I'm going to hit two off you. And guess what? He did. Smoltz said Bonds hit two homers off him in a meaningless September game. While Bonds didn't do a pirouette, he did seek out Smoltz on the bus after the game. He came right onto the bus and said, where's Smoltz? Where is he? I told you I was going to get you. And then Smoltz recalled Bonds saying, smiled. And then he goes, all right, guys, go get the ring. So Bonds hit 762 home runs during his career. Eight were off Smoltz. That is tied for the most off any pitcher the former Giant and Pirate faced. Smoltz probably remembers all of them, but it's easy to see why kind of those two stood out. Smoltz's memory is amazing. He'll tell you what, what like any big at bat or small at bat, what count he got into and what the result. Mm. I'd be like, yeah, I threw him a 2-1 slider. I'm talking about a game back in like 95. Yeah, but is anybody going to call him out and fact check it? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm a big Braves fan. And uh, interesting story about Smoltz. I got a uh, got his rookie card, and it's one of the misprints that has Tom Gl- or has uh, yeah Tom Glavin, his picture on it. Yeah, so which is yep. great. Wow. So I got I got a couple Glavin cards, and I've got uh, I actually have a couple of Barry Bonds cards. Ooh, right up here in this closet, right over here. Yeah, so. I got a whole bunch of cards behind me, and um, yeah, and that's a cool thing. Uh, Logan, uh, his you know his his father, avid collector. He's seen some pretty amazing cards. Logan, in his day, he knows a lot about them and stuff, too, which is a great little segue because uh, there was another article that I believe uh, I saw on, like, CNBC that Babe Ruth's 1914 Baltimore card, valued at $6 million, um, went for sale and kind of broke a lot of prices. I'm going to bring up the article here so you guys can see it. Six million bucks. Six million dollars. Down here. Where is it here? Uh, yeah, right here. You need your cat when you do that, Brandon. I know. I tried to bring up the chicken because that's what he was up here for. Bother me because he wants to eat chicken. <laughs> yeah, right here. CNBC, the uh, Babe Ruth 1914 Baltimore card valued at $6 million sold for a record price, and now you can own part of it. So here is the 1914 Baltimore thing. Uh and it's the first to feature the Major League Baseball icon as a player, and it was sold at a record-breaking price that we already known. Um, the company said a private buyer recently purchased the card. While it didn't disclose the price due to non-disclosure agreements with the card seller, it's said to acquire the acquirer paid uh, more than the previous amount of five point two million. Um, apparently, a LeBron James rookie card sold for five point two million. Um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure why it's, uh, I probably should have read the article first. I just saw there, but apparently at some point you can own a part of it. And, uh, if you want to read the whole thing go over to CNBC, can we, uh, check it. that's crazy. Can we see that uh, photo of that cardigan? I want to see the, yeah. the how good, see that. Cardigan, no, it's a pullover. Thanks for asking. <laughs> it's more than hundred years old, so I get it. You know, it's not the greatest shape, but still hundred and seventy. No, not bad. Yeah, the first one, uh, first one to have the what was it say the MLB logo, MLB logo on it, which I'm looking logo. for. That's I don't, crazy. I don't see it. It's wild. It Weird could wild be the logo what they had before. Like obviously not now, but You're right. Um, hmm. So years ago, I was in Cooperstown, which we've been too many times, and uh, they had, I believe, I don't quote me on it, but it was 
I think it was Jerry Colangelo who used to own the Diamondbacks, and now I believe is part of uh, the NBA stuff or whatever. But he had a he had donated his top twenty cards, um, stuff that he had collected. You know, the guy's rich. He's a millionaire, or whatever. And uh, I was able to see the Honus Wagner T206, which is the rarest, most expensive card in the world. And it was like right in front of me. Very cool moment being a uh, being raised on collecting. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. No, that's that's absolutely wild. So do you guys have any like prize cards? You don't really have to ask Logan, but uh, were you guys into collecting, whether it was baseball cards, football cards? Like, was that something that you guys did as as kids or even as, you know, adults with your adult money? I did. And uh, I think Logan could probably tell me how much they're not worth. (laughs) But I've got a bunch of those, you know, 88, 89 tops that they printed a million of and got some Ken Griffey Jr. rookies and, you know, a bunch of rookies from those years. And they're pretty much worth like a dollar. But um, I had a 1958 Ralph Terry card who pitched for the uh, Yankees. Wasn't that great of a pitcher, but uh, pitched for the Yankees in the 50s when they were really good. So Yeah, he was, he was decent. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right about those 88, 89 cards. They are useless. Um, I have a ton of them. What year was <laughs> – going back to your Glavin, is that an 89 tops? Pretty sure it was either 89 or 88. I can't remember. Pretty sure yeah, it was 89. It's a tops though, right? Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. The only reason I kept it is because it was a misprint. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it, it, it's a cool card. No, oh, it is. Yeah. Um, that's cool one, Willie Mays. That was your grandpa's near mint. Yeah, it's not a million-dollar card. Definitely going to have some value, especially because uh, he just turned 90 last month. Mm-hmm. He was in the Hall of Fame, I believe. He got inducted in like 79-ish. And it was in the 70s, it's but way before any of us year. were born. And uh, just just an absolute legend. You're right about 79. Just an absolute legend he was. was his last year. Yeah. Um, one, of, one of the other baseball things I just wanted to talk about, and then maybe we move on to some whiskey, some booze, whatever else. Sure. I know there was a question up there we'll feature back. Somebody asked about it was the Cleveland Indians. They're kind of the next team that is, you know, announced that they're going to change their name. Um, so just kind of uh, just kind of wanted to, you know, talk about this. You know what I mean? So, um it's pretty wild what they're doing, obviously, with Seattle Kraken and stuff like that. They took to social media to see what they wanted to do for names. So they said, hey, we're going to do the same thing. So a little bit about the Cleveland Indians backstory uh, for anybody that is a fan. Maybe you already knew this. For anybody else, this could be an educational story as well. So the Cleveland Indians uh, first adopted their present name back in 1915. A common theory these days suggests that the team named themselves the Indians to commemorate the memory of former Native American player Louis Sock Alexis. And I'm sorry if I set off your Alexis. All right, Alexis, look up Cleveland India trivia. Um, He played for the Cleveland Spiders from uh, 1897 until 1899. Despite being known as the Spiders, the team was almost immediately referred to as the Cleveland Indians or simply Cleveland Indians uh, alongside the actual name Spiders. So that was in the newspapers, everything. They instantly switched to that. The Spiders, they folded in epic fashion following the 1899 season, and a new Cleveland team joined the American League in 1901. Even though Sock Alexis never played with a new team, the Indians' name continued to be attached to the team in articles and everywhere else. So the official team names um, of Cleveland Blues in the Cleveland Naps 
were uh, around until 1910. Um, Sock Alexis died in 1913, a year shy of the Naps actually adopting the name the Indians, um, which they announced January 16, 1915. So beginning in the 70s, Native American leaders began voicing their opposition to the name and chief Wahoo logo. With several protests held outside the stadium in the decades to follow, the logo officially dropped from the uniforms in 2018, and then two years later, they actually said, hey, we're going to change the name to this. So at the moment, the team claims that they've conducted 140 hours of these interviews and surveyed over 40,000 fans to compile an initial list of, are you ready for this? 1,198 different names that these people came up with. Uh, fortunately, the list has then been narrowed down over to the course of around, uh, I think they did 14 rounds, and they have not shared the names of this yet, unfortunately, but they announced it on their website, so it's going to be announced fairly soon um, that they're considering. The most popular team name options um, through rumors is potentially bringing back the Spiders, the Municipals, I don't know, that's terrible, and the Guardians. Um, one thing that they do know is they are not going to have anything that is associated with Native American themes or connotations. So it's not going to be warriors or anything like that. So I don't know. So I'm going for Cleavy McCleave face. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> yeah. So that's, so that's what I was going to ask you guys. Like, if, if you were in charge or you guys had any ideas, like, what would you think would be a cool idea for Cleveland? Or what do you guys think of the whole situation? I mean, I, I mean personally, I you know, in, in the world that we live in, uh, I think a lot of the teams and a lot of the schools um, and everything like that are switching to it. So I personally think it's a cool thing to incorporate the fans, incorporate social media. So it almost seems like you have a say in what they're going to name, kind of like I mentioned with the Seattle Kraken. Didn't they have an issue in like the late 1970s, early 80s, where they had a river start on fire because of like some pollution or something like that? Pretty sure they did. Dennis Kucinich, who was, uh, I think he was a congressman for a while. Uh, it was the mayor there when it happened. It was a huge joke because Cleveland was like the butt of all national jokes because of that. <laughs> so they should name, you know, like the river fires or something like that. I'm just saying, oh. Cleveland, Fire, Cleveland Firewaters. There you go. Ooh. And then they could they could start naming whiskeys after them. Cleveland is not, as you know, a very respected town if you're not from there. The uh, Kay- Kay- uh, Cuyahoga River caught fire at least a dozen times. <laughs> yeah. So. Wow. That How did that happen? Yeah. The river but, caught fire. Think of that. But, but nobody cared until 1969. So uh, despite this is this is something I just looked up on Smith the uh, SmithsonianMag.com. I will just show okay. you. Uh, yeah. look, look at this. Despite being the smaller no previous cared. fire, the river blaze in Cleveland 50 years ago became a symbol for the uh, environmental movement. And uh, yeah, just not. I mean, that river is on fire. That Drew Carey is full of crap. <laughs> Imagine turning on your tap. Like that draws from the river, and all of a sudden, fucking fire. Look at that! Oh, yeah, yeah. Just oil slick. They dumped that in there, and just nothing but oil. That's awesome. It was a thirty-minute fire extinguished by land-based firemen and city boats. By water underneath the fire. It was fifty thousand dollars in damage back in nineteen sixty-nine. Railroad bridges and everything else just had some. uh, Yeah, no, that's a look at that. So because of the Civil War, it turned Cleveland into a manufacturing city almost overnight. And uh, 100 miles across the Ohio, that emptied into Lake Erie. Yeah, just not a not That's a good crazy. thing. Look at that. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, That's- you got to think. They, ha- they didn't have the EPA stuff we do now. So, I mean, there's no. there's no way that they regulated it. 
Look at this. In 1868, 1883, 1887, 1912, 1922, 1936, 1941, 1948, and 1952, the river caught fire. I wonder if maybe hot dam is made from that river. Oh. In fact, oh. To, your point, to your point, Beard Bro, EPA was started under in the uh, Nixon administration in the early 70s. Yeah, yeah. Probably a big reason uh, why. Probably on the heels of that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Two things. Stat of the day. This was sent to me somehow randomly about a Cleveland Indian player uh, by, uh, or you put it on Facebook, my buddy Johnny Wilson. Ray Caldwell, listen to this fantastic thing. A Cleveland Indians pitcher from 1919 to 21. He was struck by lightning in the ninth inning of the Indians' debut on 8-24-1919. And the debut. He finished the game after being revived. The fucker died and kept pitching. That is a man. That is a man. That and LeBron man. James gets hit in the eye, and he lays down for what they – plays for Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no How bad is it going to be for Cleveland that he can't even LeBron. die? LeBron's a pussy compared to this guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's I was going to say, LeBron, LeBron dies over, you know, somebody's wrong opinion, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's my, that's my statement. So. This, guy later, <laughs> this guy later had enough uh, fire inside of him, probably fire water. Pitches a no-hitter in New York 17 days later and won 20 games for the 1920 world champion Cleveland Firewaters. Yes. I'm, and that could wow. stick. Out of the day. Wow. Brandon, what are you thinking for a name? You know, I'm thinking uh, River of Fire. No, you know, Cleveland, uh, I don't like, you know, obviously I think the name that you had probably has some Native American connotations or something, so I'm not going to touch on that one. But um, the uh, Logan. But um, – you're probably right. I'm sure it'll it would offend somebody. Yes. Well, it's 2021. I, I, have respect for I literally got I literally got canceled for saying I didn't like cookies with sugar uh, frosting on top. So you know it is what it is. It's 2021. Right. People are going to offend anything. Um, right. I like the spiders though. I like the spiders name. It's an old school uh, throwback, and I don't think yeah. that people wrong with history. What about but, the Seattle Naps as they once were? The Seattle Naps. They were once the Seattle Naps for a little bit. Yes. They play in Seattle. Or uh, Cleveland, sorry. Like, wait, what? I was thinking Seattle Kraken still in my head. Was that a nickname they had after Nat Blagois or LaJoy? Because he played for the Indians. Could have been. It might have been because I think he played and then became a manager. And he was, uh, I think they, you know, kind of had that nickname. Anyways, last thing. Check this out. So I counted today. I have 118 to 120 baseball gloves in my house. So you didn't count very well. What's that? I, I might One or two might be moved. No glove, no love. That thing <laughs> All right. right. There. So, obviously, two fingers. Um, Is that Honus Wagner done? You wear it like that. This this thing's old. Man, this that's... Another one. it's small. Imagine catching a baseball with this thing. Like from a, you know, like if you're a kid, you could do it. But if someone fires an eighty mile an hour baseball at you, like what that's that? That's got to be from the 30s or 40s, dude. How old is that? Uh, I don't know, but you're you're right. Um, I mean, that's some like Ty Cobb, like yes, hundred year old picture looking. Yeah. yeah, I mean, imagine trying to catch even an 80 mile an hour fastball from right. something. Oh like yeah, like that, that's the picture you see of like the the guys wearing like the tattered uh, long pants, you know, and and standing out there. It's war torn. It's got the sepia tone to it. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's like, up, Jake? Like we're this, talking. Uh, we're talking a, baseball. Look at these old gloves. This is a Spalding. That's how long Spalding has been around. It's wow. Walter Johnson's made. 
Yeah, probably. And I was I was telling the beard bro earlier, I said, what we're going to need to do, I said, one of these days I'll have to figure out how to get some equipment over there and a better laptop and stuff. And I'd love to take this show that we're doing and potentially have it in his basement because he has a bar down in his basement that's made with baseball bats, old baseball bats. And then, he, like he just mentioned, he has a wall. And when I say a wall, it's, a wall. it's an actual wall filled with baseball gloves from new to old to present some stuff that he's bought some that have never been used and uh yeah. yeah it's 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 just really cool and make a really cool um thing and i actually did uh i actually did tiktoks for him on his iphone 3 or whatever he has it's oh it's a five my bad um with his wall and, and kind of showcasing some of the stuff too so Look at first the generation iphone one the, the difference in material yeah um like to this crazy Yes, so, I have. Uh, fun, fun fact for you, because I looked it up just now. Uh, Rawlings was 1887, and uh, Spalding was 1876. Wow. Well done. So there you go. Well done, sir. Wow, look and at that. that. You can actually, I'm quick on the Google machines. Yes. On this, the, the three-fingered one, it actually has three different patents listed on it. So I'm sure you could go back and figure it somehow. And then, of course, this – and the, the reason I have all these is I like the history that they might represent, like, you know, somebody somebody used this a lot. Oh, yeah. And it has actually a name, Guymond, uh see. What's crazy is Rod- somebody used that glove more than probably 12% of youth combined use their gloves these days. Right. Like, it- this is Robert or Rupert Guymond. Somebody, you know, like, etched it with a knife or whatever in it. So... Thanks, Guymond. Yeah, thanks to the Guymond family. If you know that person, maybe they were related. Maybe that used to be their glove. You're not going to get it back unless the price is really well. Oh, but we'd love to hear the oh, story yeah. um, about that and, you know, who they were. So make sure. Yeah. 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 Most of them apparently <laughs> lost fingers on the farm. Yeah. Yeah. So have you guys seen the movie 61? Uh, favorite baseball movie. Second favorite baseball movie ever. What's the first? Uh, Field of Dreams. Which is where? That's right, here in Iowa. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. I was like, that's not in Nebraska. (laughs) No. No, it's definitely not. I forgot you moved, yeah. So, um, yeah. From Nebraska, not much is there anymore. Ooh, Field of Dreams. Yeah, absolute classic. Dude. dude. Go ahead. I was going to say, we actually have the – I got one for you. So so just up the road from us here, an hour in Missouri, uh, there's actually the Boyer Brothers – uh, who actually started out in baseball and uh, seven brothers out of Alba, Missouri. They ultimately all went on. They were all drafted to play major league or minor league baseball. Um, and then two of which uh, hit home runs in the same world series. And uh, my friend now, uh, her name is Tiff Ardinger. Uh, shout out to Tiff uh, over shout at uh, Beard Engine Brewing Company. Uh, Beard Engine Brewing Company that she actually, dude, they, they founded this whole brewery thing uh, in the same town, and she's actually now the mayor of this town. So she's bringing about a lot of like the the historical uh, facts about the town, and she's kind of bringing it back, revitalizing it, which I thought was really awesome because uh, that is. was probably the one biggest contribution I can make to the baseball episode, uh, the Boyer Brothers. So oh, just up the have, road from uh, us. The Boyer Brothers, I believe, are Ken and Cleet. That's mm-hmm. not right. I think I think that's right. Let's see here. I'll look it up. I'll Google it. Google Google. Yeah, there was uh yeah, it's, it's funny how these they're, fr- these they're from Missouri. 
let's see, relatives, brother of Cloyd, Cloyd, Cleet, and Ken all played in the majors. Yep. There you wow. go. 1927. Could you imagine these days, let alone having seven kids, and then having seven kids actually play at that kind of level? My, yeah. yeah, at that level, that's crazy. My great-grandfather had eight other brothers, and they all played on a baseball team known as the Lattice Air Nine. They played up around here and then barnstormed through the through the state and up in Canada. And uh, they were pretty pretty popular. That naturally is where the love of baseball in my family came from. Yep, yep. And, uh, oh, he went to school with Ben Zobrist. Nice. Mm. What's up, Silky Stroke? Congratulations. Um, one year. He, he had, a, a obviously, a stroke. It was a terrible event. He has been battling. And the year progress that you made, my dude, is amazing. And I know it was just the one-year anniversary. So congratulations. Keep up the work. I know there's still work to be done. But we're fucking proud of you, man. Congrats. Yeah, dude. Just an amazing, amazing inspirational story. Uh, make sure you guys check out you know his social media, his TikTok and everything. He did a really, really um, emotional video. Like, I got a little choked up watching. Just, oh, it's wild. Absolutely wild. So, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, good things, good things to come, man. Proud of, uh, proud, proud to call you a bearded brother. That is for sure. So, nine thirty-two. We usually do what is called the Drunk Engineers segment by Joe Myers, but Joe's not here, and we don't usually do it on this show. But either way, I want to throw it out there. Drunk really? Engineers, you guys can check them out at drunkengineers.ca. All right, just another excuse to drink. They are home of the pump action shotgun tool. Here is the shop. They got the original pump in, pump action shotgun tool, only twenty five bucks. They're going to be doing the slim one. So anybody that drinks, you know, fifty fives or any of those seltzer style drinks, you guys can drink them faster. They got a new shirt, work hard, crossed out, play hard. Then they have the flag back in stock. And uh, if anybody wants to be uh, part of the brand rep, you can sign up there. Contact them. They are just amazing, amazing dudes. That's Kevin right there. He's been on the show. He's showing off that sweet watch. He's pounding or fake pounding. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he is. These guys will. And free shipping for orders, $60 or more. Use code BEARDLAWS if you want to save some money. I'm pretty sure. And if it doesn't save you any money, then just pay full price. But just a really, really cool tool from a real cool company. And I figured that's a cool segue to uh, to start talking about kind of the uh, the booze portion of sure. the show. That was the baseball one. The beard bro got through it. I'm super proud of you. And, um, and anybody watching, you guys got through it. I know baseball, to a lot of people, is a boring sport unless you're really into it. And uh, I know, like, Logan and myself, when we go to games and we find ourselves at a pro game, we're those dorks that are, like, keeping the book while the game's going. So we're drinking a beer and keeping the book. and that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which out, nerds. But uh, I don't know. It's just something we do. We have a passion for it. He still continues to coach at his um, high school, where he went to high school. He did graduate. I know he doesn't look it, but he did graduate, and he continues to coach there. I had the pleasure of coaching in the district for a little bit before I decided to uh, just kind of take a break and pursue more of the beard laws and the family life and stuff. So baseball is definitely a thing that we're uh, that we're excited to talk about. If I could just briefly say, uh, yeah. I think that's what makes baseball such a great sport for those who – who don't like it or don't understand it. It's one of those sports where when you're keeping score like that, you got the scorecard. It's something that's passed on from your father, from your grandfather. It's it's you don't do that with basketball or, or football or any other sport. I mean, it's something okay. that's really kind of kind of close and then definitely America, definitely old school Americana that you just don't get with anything else. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's it, yeah. It stayed for the most part fairly traditional after all these years, which is what I really like about it. Um, and 
honestly, I, I like the even, even MLB. They're not so entertainment based. I mean, yeah, they make millions and millions of dollars, but when you when you when you go when you go to a game, it's they, they don't shove it in your face. He's got behind him, by the way. My God. Yeah, there's so many. And and that's um one of the first beard oil scents that I created was one, I wanted to do something that I loved. One, I had to do something that Logan was going to love, and I wanted our passions to kind of mix, and it's, it was called the Put Me In Coach. And it is it, it, it smells like you walk onto a baseball field. It's just got that leather. It just smells like grass. Like It smells like, uh, without the popcorn, the the stale beer, the pretzels and stuff like that, like the actual you walk onto a field, whether it's at a high school field, a college field. Uh, uh, Michael played uh, – College ball for five years. Nice. Um, apparently, the education wasn't great, so you got an extra year. Kidding, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, uh, just just a, just, a, just a cool thing, and that's what that's a scent that that I was truly passionate about. It was the first one that that uh, that I did, and uh, yeah. So Grimlock, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let you do one alone. So for anybody that doesn't know, I know the pump action shotgun segment is over. What you do is you tilt it down, it so you get a little bit of an air bubble. All right, then you push it to you. You're going to see a little bit of a smoke. That's a good thing. And you push it down until you hear it click. Do you hear that click? If you didn't, well, it sounds like a click. Spin the tool. Don't spin the beer. All right, if you spin the beer, it's going to make an absolute mess. And then if you guys have, like, some cool sayings or something. Beer, bro, you got, like, a cool little, like, cheers that you do before any drinks or anything? You know what? I, I actually don't, I, okay. which is crazy because I would think I would. But uh, maybe y'all can help me develop that. So Okay. Uh, yeah, everybody in the chat, let's come up with a cool, or whether it's one that you use or one that we create custom for the show, uh, we'll, yeah. just, we'll just say cheers, I guess. So cheers, everybody. DrunkEngineers.ca, use code uh, BeardLaws. And uh, Grim, this this is this is for you. And Joe Myers, I know you're not watching, even though you should. Uh, this one's for you. Get her in, you kid. I like to address my beer. Hello, beer. And then I drink it. That was good. That's good. It's delicious. That's very I, smooth. Nice room temperature beer. That was the first one I've ever done. Hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. good job. I believe that, totally. Since we're moving to beer and booze, I had a friend who would who would go buy a 12-pack or whatever pack, and he would keep it out of the refrigerator, and he would like it room temperature. Doesn't matter the kind of beer. Doesn't matter what. I can't get down like that. It's got to be ice cold. Yeah, I, I, I knew a guy who actually kept a 12-pack in his truck. Because then after he got done with work, he would go over and midsummer, midsummer, it could be 90 degrees outside. Oh, man. And he would go over to his truck. He would pull out a warm beer and just sit there and just drink it. Just, just like you and I would drink one out of the fridge. And that man scared the ever loving bejesus out of me. So, <laughs> because there's nothing right about that. Right. So I'm the type of guy, I'm not going to lie to you, if you look over there and Logan can look to his right, I'm going to look yep. to my left. There's there's a couple 30-packs of my favorite beer, Miller Lite. If you're watching, feel free to send some, but if not, I'll continue to buy it. Last place I went, it was 25-25 where I get it. Um, but, yeah, I'm the same guy. I, I like it room temperature. I It sits there. Because Logan and other people like it cold, I do put some in the fridge. I'm not a, I'm not, I'm a good host. But, yeah, I grew, and the reason I think that this caught on for me is because when I was growing up, and we all go through these phases. Dad, if you're watching, you already know. But um, I used to steal. I used to steal beer from Dad, and he got sick of me stealing his beer, and then having to replace it and put it back in the fridge. So he's like, "I'll show him." So he started leaving the beer out room temperature and drinking it out of a, like a frozen glass. 
So mm. I got used to drinking room temperature beer. And for me, like, even when I drink anything cold, like, I only really honestly drink booze and water. Like, I'm not a soda guy. I don't drink anything. And coffee. Love coffee. But when I drink something cold, all I taste is cold. When I drink even, yes, Miller Lite is Miller Lite, or it's a light beer. You can call me a pussy, whatever. I love Miller Lite. It's a great, like, everyday driving car is how I refer to it. It's my everyday, reliable car. Yes, every once in a while. like that car. It'll get you there. Yeah, and what? Yeah, and every once in a while, I like to bust out the sports car, get something a little fancier, and have a great yeah. beer. Yes, I appreciate it, but it's my everyday. And when I even drink that, like I taste more of a flavor, and it tastes more like a beer to me than just cold. You know what I mean? And that's that's just that's how I am. I'm different. I'm built different. It says right on built the different. can, it's a fine pilsner, and I'm going to take the goddamn word for it. Miller Lake, got great taste, less filling. A great call, a fine pilsner, whatever you want to say, this shit be good. Yes. And uh, so right here, Kentucky Bearded Guy, IPA and lagers. He also drinks close to room temperature. I, I, like, I like room temp because for kind of the same reason, like mornings after after a bonfire, you'd wake up, you're 16, 17, whatever. You wake up after a bonfire and you got dry mouth because you drank four beers and got shit-faced, whatever. And then you look down and you're like, oh, all I have is beer left. Like, boom, you drink it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so while we're t- we're on the beard topic, uh, beer, not beard. Uh, so let's. Uh, w- if what what's kind of one of your guys' go to beers? I know you like Miller Lite, but if you were to go a different, you know, Labatt's Blue. Labatt's Blue. Okay. Labatt's Blue. Yeah. Brandon. So there are a couple. I remember a friend of mine who was a great friend. My twenty first birthday, she took me out to drinking, and she says, "You got to try this beer. When you pour it." into a glass and let it breathe. It tastes like fruity pebbles. Lion Kugel Sunset. Beer. Oh, I was going to say Lion Kugel. Mm-hmm. I know it. I it's, got a, it's, a blue, it's kind of a blueberry, but it's, it's, yep. it's got, a, it's got a, a, an aftertaste that tastes like fruity pebbles when you let it breathe. And it's, it's really great. That's that one. And then another one would be, um, oh, oh, um, oh, why am I forgetting it? Oh, go on to the next person. I'll remember it. I apologize. All right. That's the, uh, the beer. I want to try Rainer. I have so many people. That always tell me how awesome Rainer is. I've never had it. I need to try it. So the beard, bro. Oh, you you remembered? Michelob Golden Light. Interesting. Never had. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Awesome. Beard, bro. What do you got? And I know hey, this is you. a tough one for you. Well, so so it's funny because you know you mentioned the whole Miller Light thing. I've got that here. Um, I think if I were just going for something, uh, especially if I'm going to the lake or something like that, uh, probably going to smash a few PBRs. Honestly, uh, uh, I'm just going to go just trash yeah. beer with there. And I, and I say trash beer in a loving way because a lot of people discredit it. And uh, honestly, I could, I could go through a few, you know, uh, we took it. I drink a lot of PBR. Yeah, I drink a lot until the prices went up because it kind of got known as the hipster beer. And they started selling yeah. so much because of that kind of hipster. And I say it because I mm-hmm. it's just a saying that, you know, people. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's something that. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a, I would say there's that. Uh, probably one of my favorite beers I ever had, uh, just of, of all time. Uh, Callahan's uh, Pub out in San Diego. Um, I believe it was out in the, uh, I think it was Mira Mesa area. Uh, there's, Cal, uh, there's Callahan's Pub, and they had a blueberry wheat uh, beer, and it was phenomenal it was the best unfortunately callahan closed a couple years back um so that won't happen anymore unless somebody you know finds their recipe and if anybody watching this knows 
someone who took their recipe and is continuing to brew it, let me know, please. Please, uh, I will pay you to ship me some because that's glorious. Um, but yeah, and then my final one is I'll always fall back to a Boulevard wheat. Love okay. my Boulevard from Kansas City. So speaking of Kansas City, have you had this yet? I have not had that one this yet. This is no. Warbeard from Walnut River Brewing. I don't think it's Kansas City, but it's in Kansas. And mm-hmm. uh, good dude um, from Green Room Productions, who uh, I actually have a couple of prints on the wall from him, does amazing art, is part of the Talking Beards Network as well, um, hooked me up with a six-pack of this, and it's fantastic, mostly because it you know, has a sweet beard. But, uh, yeah, this is from uh, El Dorado, Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, funny enough, it's El Dorado as far as the, oh. the locals are concerned, um, which is really low. Uh, it, it's kind of out in the, mm, I don't know, it's about an hour and a half from where I grew up at and everything. It's also nice. very close to a town called Gas, Kansas. Uh, yes, G-A-S. And if you look at the water tower, it says Gas, Kansas. Um, which is pretty fantastic. Uh, the town is so tiny that also the other joke that uh, I'm sure they hate hearing is the fact that if you are driving through there and you blink at the wrong time, you'll pass gas and not know it. Mm. Thank you. All right, nice. I'll see myself out. <laughs> you'll uh, you'll have to you'll have to try that out if if you come across it and let me know what you think about it. If you're into the Irish Reds, I I love oh, an Irish Red, a good one. And uh, it was good. It was good. We tried them the other day for the first time. So, again, shout out Josh from Green Room Productions. Appreciate you, my dude. I like yeah. any German beer, too. Like a Hefeweizen, I, I will pound the ever-loving shit <laughs> out of a good German lager. Ja? All right. So let's – oh, he's, oh. Got a, he's got a German oh, lager. Four. No, not a German. Not a German. But I will say a local brew that so far, according to my friends – over at Ozark Beer Company, which, by the way, uh, total happenstance. I promise I didn't I'm wear this hat on purpose. Hat. Yeah, the hat's but awesome. I, will say, I, need that, I need that hat in my life. Uh, well, you know, we can hook you up with that. So it's not the one that you're BD- wearing. That's probably sweaty. Uh, no, I just got a lot a couple weeks ago. BDC 2021. Is that like, like named after the local uh, high school? Barrel Double Cream Stout. Oh. And uh, I'll I like tell you what, name. man. People have driven so far, according to the folks over at Ozark, people have driven all the way from north of Chicagoland to pick this beer up. They made a trip out of it, but they knew that this beer was releasing on these dates, and they pre-ordered it. You could only get it on the Ozark Beer Company uh, website. You had to buy it. Uh, 25 bucks for a four-pack, but it's uh, it's worth every penny and more, that better, honestly. That better get me drunk and jerk me off. <laughs> um <laughs> I or not that it gets you too drunk that you true. can't. Right. Well, yeah. So, uh, so what we'll yeah, do, we could say. talk all day on beer. Let's. Um. Okay. I know. Let Let's switch over to the um. The kind of the you know the the whiskey slash whatever. And I know Nick has been yeah. trying to get this question out. So I want to get here. Um. What's your favorite bourbon or whiskey? I see you got Angles Envy behind you. Is that your favorite? Or which is bourbon and whiskey? Hmm. So, uh, realistically, yes, there are actually two things that are behind me, uh, uh, and I, oddly enough, did not mean to put them side by side, but uh, yes, I would say my very favorite uh, bourbon that I've had so far is definitely the Angel's Envy. Um, I'm, I'll pull it out here for you guys. I don't know if you guys have had this one yet or not, but this is the, uh, this is the port expression, so it is actually aged in port wine barrels, really? and guys... Uh, the the smell of it is phenomenal. 
but like you can smell the nice uh kind of the grapeish uh, smell to it uh but then also oh, whenever you start drinking it it is so smooth uh my personal favorite way to drink that would be to pour a glass let it sit for a couple minutes uh maybe add just uh one large ice cube uh and just let it chill very very lightly um it brings out just a little bit of that caramely uh, a little almost brown sugary kind of a, a note to it in in my tasting uh right. some people would disagree some people would think otherwise that's fine um because everybody's tastes are different um yes. yep. yeah but uh that's that's definitely i would say my number one at this time would be angel's envy the port expression uh i love nice. that and my favorite uh, rye right here is next to it, and uh, that's the Dad's Hat Rye out of Pennsylvania. Oh, um, see if I can get this thing to focus. There we go. Hey yo, straight rye whiskey. Uh, oddly enough, I I'm very impressed by this one. Uh, I don't think of Pennsylvania when I think of rye whiskey, but I tell you what, uh, this one truly surprised me. Extremely smooth, uh, great flavor to it. And I picked this one up. It's a $75 bottle, and I, or 73 I think it is. Uh, but I picked it up for like 20 bucks on their uh, opening weekend whenever wow. it was a, a local liquor store did a single-barrel pick. And so they put it on deep discount uh, to try and get that, some of it moving. That is wild. Nice. So what we're going to be doing, too, each week is Logan and or myself. Well, not at the both time, but we are going to pick up something that we've never tried before and kind of have it as the featured bottle of the episode maybe we'll roll it out at the beginning and then uh whatever but we'll we'll figure that out so well, logan went out and uh he's got the the featured bottle of the week so tell us day. about it uh as far as never tried before our our liquor stores are limited so i basically tried just about everything in the bottom of the glass part of my bar will tell you that because they're all empty and there's like 50 bottles there but anyways we will try and do a whiskey of the week so this one uh, because of this is Beard Laws, we're going with Bubba's. Look at that beard. It, it kind of looks right. like Brandon, but if Brandon had a bigger beard and glasses and that cool hat, I can see it. And was in ZZ Top. I was going to say looking like the bassist from ZZ Top. Right. <laughs> so, Bubba's, let's see. Spirit whiskey with natural flavors. Bubba's adds special fixings to his spirit whiskey to make this tasty liquor. He likes to drink. He likes to mix it in drinks, though he has been known to swig it straight up. And then, according to Surgeon General warnings, and do not drink if you are pregnant. Don't do not drink, drink if you are driving. Do not drink if you plan to make twelve babies tonight. That's fact. Mm-hmm. So what he is going to do? Is he is um he's he's going to pour a little samples. We oh, are going to take to do samples. <laughs> Yes, and you, he, Logan was a bartender in his past life, and uh, so yes, we have. Oh yes, samples. Yep, samples. Those, those are samples. Samples, sipping drinks. I like sipping. to say. So we're gonna. No, I'll, I'll hand it to you there, bud. Oh, I just. Yeah, there you go. go. All right, so we'll give kind of our first impressions on this. So if I, I I've drank this before, but I was aside from one sip at work. Sorry, boss. Um, <laughs> I've been really. I've been drinking prior. Mm-hmm. So now the first taste. So this is by, um, so this is Bubba's, right? Bubba's. Bramir's. No, this isn't. Secret Stills. I was was just going to pull up a little bit of the history of it, but uh, it's uh, it's from Idaho, from Bubba's Secret Stills. 
And uh, yeah, it's according to it's apparently a secret recipe. They work together to make it um, classified under the general category of alcohol by U.S. law, perfectly suited for infusing the southern style flavors that give the spirit its unique character. Try Bubba's as a shot or in a drink with cola, orange juice, milk, or other mixtures. No, I don't think I would mix it with any of those. I mean, you could because I mean, if you smell that. Let me, let's get a smell. Tell me what your first impression is. Uh, you can smell maple cotton candy. Very much so. Wow. Uh, Meg, I know you're watching. Really? Yes. Very, oh, yes. I smell it. Open to get a hit of the flavor, then small sip, move around on your, your young tongue. Okay, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to sniff it with your mouth open. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't do both. <laughs> okay, I did it. <laughs> Have you guys ever tried that before? Have you ever tried to smell something with your mouth open? You guys? Yep. You have? Oh, wonderful. Good. And you actually can get the a little taste on your okay. upper. Brandon, has you often. I'm literally trying as you. As you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a first for me. Okay. Then small <laughs> sip. It's not like Brandon. Smell it. Okay. Small sip. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. That was more than a sip, Logan. Oops. So I, I I moved around my tongue to get the true taste. Right. First impression. And what do you get? So I um I, I what I love is it does it, there's no burn. You know what I mean? It, it, you get the flavors of it, and I still get and it, I don't know if it even is maple or cotton candy, but it reminds me of maple cotton candy. It smells. It tastes hmm. like it smells, which is cool. But there's no burn like sometimes and and this this is no lie this isn't like a super expensive bottle what's it average probably 20 30 bucks i'd imagine um roughly this was 22 so 20 yeah so 20 about 20 22 bucks so it's not you know something like a 75 dollar but sometimes with a little less expensive one it seems like you are flavorless and it kind of has that burning sensation you know like a shot i didn't get that Mm. with that right at all I'm not a huge fan of flavored uh, whiskey, honestly, uh, but I do like this one. I remembered that I did like it. That's why I bought it, and because of the beard. Um, Is it coming back now? But it, yeah, a little bit. But I do. <laughs> I I like I like having a little bit of burn. I think it makes me feel like a man. I guess when I drink the whiskeys. Um, exactly. I'm like yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, but this is this is. Good. I feel like we should I, rate we should rate them on on, on uh, what are we doing weekly whiskeys or whatever the right. seven sips. Everybody knows the rules. Seven sips. Um, what are we gonna we're gonna rate it out of ten? All right, out of ten. Out of ten. I, I just want to know what the I, I would love to know what what the um what the flavor profile is on this. I didn't see it on the internet yet. Well, it's because it's his, his secret. I know it's a secret, well, but there's got to be somebody that – Somebody with a better palate is what I'm saying. i got a terrible palate. <laughs> All right? I, so it says uh, obvious notes of brown sugar, but also flavors like cinnamon and vanilla, uh, yeah. which I, I think is honestly pretty pretty standard across a, a certain class of whiskey. Um, yeah. Brown sugar is definitely a, not a, a super common one. But I know cinnamon and vanilla kind of depending on how they age it and you know what the additives I can pick are and everything. Up the brown sugar now that you say it. I don't yeah. feel like I get a lot of cinnamon. Yeah. That was probably the cotton candy note you were kind of starting to pick up on was that sugary yeah. sweetness to it. 
I'm not drinking that, by the way. I'm totally drinking something else, but I wanted to have a glass in my hand, so yeah. it worked. Sorry. Um, so you want, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, um, I'm going to go first, right, you go so first. you can't see my rating. Okay. So we're going to go 1 through 10. Everybody knows that I'm kind of a tough judge, especially with the beards and everything. I'm going to give this a um, I'm going to give this a 4.1. I'm going to give it a 4.1, only because when I think uh, whiskey, like you, I, I want, mm-hmm. I, I think that burning. I think not these kind of flavors. Like, when I'm thinking whiskey, I don't want to think maple cotton candy. But to their, you know, if, if it, uh, granted, it's a secret recipe, and if it is, you know, brown sugar, vanilla, that's there. It's prevalent. Mm-hmm. It tastes good. It does taste it's good. It's smooth. It's very smooth. It, it's and, and granted, we're, we're drinking at room temperature. Um, yeah, I'm going to, and it's not like saying 4.1 is terrible because how I rate things is there's never going to be a 10. If you're in a nine, it is outstanding. One of the best that I've ever had. Eight is very, very, very good. Sevens are solid. He's like like dead. Yeah. You know, sixes are still really good. Fives, you know, like if, if I hated it, it would have been an instant, like one or two. So 4.1 for me, especially being the first one that we're doing. Sure. You got to leave a lot of room for improvement. Oh yeah. Can't, you, know, you can't start with a grand slam. You got to get people on base first. Well, four point one—that's batting four hundred. That's not bad. Exactly. It's not bad. Exactly. It's not bad. So I'm interested off my rating. What number popped in your head first? And are you going to change it, or are you going to stick with what you thought? Uh, I'll, I'll, I was going to go with a five. Here's why. Rookie score. <laughs> it's in the middle. It's in the middle. I don't want to offend anybody. I could not get drunk on this. No. I mean, I mean, I, I, obviously, I could if I drank, <laughs> right? If I drank enough, I can get drunk on anything. But you couldn't stomach enough to get that I drunk on it. I couldn't stomach enough to get to get drunk on this. I could have two or three of these, and then I'd have to move on to something, and I would still feel way sugared up. However, taste-wise, and if you were to put this with a mixed drink or pour it over ice cream, which is kind of milk, but it's not, um, you I, you could get down with, like, all right, let's say you're out to dinner, and you're having a mixed drink or two because you have to drive home with the wife. You could get down with like two glasses of this kind of thing, um, and I will also rate that it's it's worth the cheap amount that it is. Yes, um, inexpensive. Inexpensive. Yep. I um, say cheap amount. Inexpensive. Um, it's it, something. It, it's it, a really good party shot because yes, you can give this to your friends and they're not drinking your eighty dollars worth of good stuff. No, I think it's a great mm-hmm. a great shot or two. Cheers um, to Bubba's secret yeah. Sales. yeah, go ahead, Brandon. So at a 4.1 and a 5, whose shelf is it going to sit on for 10 years? Nobody's. At my house? God, no. This will be – This will be. So you're going to finish it. You're going to finish it at some oh, point. we'll finish it, yeah. 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 Yep. Um, I bought two others. One of them was Noble Oak that will taste uh, – Oh, Spoiler. In. And another one is a Bob. It's made from uh, Bob Dylan's distillery or sponsored by Bob Dylan. I can't remember exactly what it's called. I think it's Heaven's Door. It's freaking fantastic. Fantastic. And uh, KY Bearded Guy, (laughs) because it's funnier than saying Kentucky Bearded Guy. Um, (laughs) KY. He he mentioned Four Roses. You guys haven't ever had Four Roses. Four Roses is fantastic. Yep. So so um so when you guys are uh, Brandon first of all like are you into like whiskeys or bourbons or any kind of liquor at all or do you generally stay away from it? If I'm having a cigar, I will. Um, yep. But uh, I'm not. I'm not normally a uh, a straight liquor or uh, spirits kind of guy. I'm mostly yep. a mixed drink kind of fellow. Yep. Give and me we know that. or a Harvey Wallbanger, and I'm happy. 
Hell yeah. Yeah. And the beer, bro, we know you are. So one, what's kind of something that you look for, you know, say that you were trying the Bubba, uh, the Bubba spirit in like, what would something that when you're going through your kind of rating, you're thinking of, you know, this, like what, what's kind of some things that you think through when you're, when you're trying your whiskeys or, or whatever. So, uh, one, I, I definitely, so I compare a lot whenever I'm trying a new whiskey, I will try it out, you know, just, just straight. And then I'll also throw a little bit of water, throw a little bit of ice, uh, try it a couple different ways and everything. But I like to see how, uh, one specifically like kind of the, I'm a huge fan of caramely notes. And so whenever, you know, and, and a lot of people, I think kind of dwell on the fact that, uh, Oh, it's caramel. Oh, it's caramel. Oh, it's caramel. And it's like, well, yeah, you kind of get that from the barrel aging, uh, in most whiskeys, but I like to see how that expresses itself, uh, in a lot of different things because, uh, you know, different things that can come out. Uh, well, I'll say this. I like, I like kind of taking something first, uh, taking a sip first, let it hang out and then let it, you know, take another sip and see what expressions come out in the second taste. Uh, so like the smoke wagon over here. Uh, so I've got the smoke wagon here. Uh, this one's really good. Uh, it's got that nice little bit of a savory kind of a, you know, I don't know if it'll focus in. There we go. Uh, got a little savory to it. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest things I have actually been surprised by is how you can get uh, Calumet Farms. They've got a leathery taste. Uh, this one, it's an eight-year. Really? Um, no joke, it reminds me of a baseball glove in a good way. Like it, whenever you tr- whenever you actually taste it, um, and even just smelling it, it smells like I just walked into a sports store, um, like one of those nice small town sports stores where they make trophies in the back and they've got the, the press machine that, you know, does your letters on your jerseys and everything. Um, it just reminds me of that. And so I love that nice kind of a, a clean flavor to it there, but also that kind of nostalgic note. What's like the it. yellow one? Woodford you? Reserve is also good. I just actually killed a bottle of Woodford uh, yeah, last Woodford's week. Woodford's really good. Yes, it is. Um, what's that yellow one behind you? Oh, uh, he's been he's been wanting to show that. Oh. Show it off. Is that the I one we talked about earlier? We I showed it to you earlier. It's on my. Uh, it's it's actually going to be. I can't remember if I shared it yet. I don't think I did. Uh, I took some photos of this one earlier. This is the American Barrel Kentucky Bourbon, and no joke, I know nothing nothing about this whiskey whatsoever. Um, but the bottle, uh, if you know me, uh, <laughs> it's got the whole snake, don't tread on me kind of look. And, um, look it's got the, uh, the shotgun shell look to it. American barrels. It's got a little tiny, I like the, just the embellishments to it here. It's got the leather wrap to it and everything. Um, so yeah, I, I just want to, I want to try that one soon. I, I posted it on my, well, I'm mean, sorry. I took some photos. I'm going to post it here in a little while. Haven't tasted it yet, but that's that's on the docket here. So what's, what's the other one? The other yellow. Other yellow. This one here? Or yeah, I got sorry, I said yellow. That one, yeah, what's that one? How did you see yeah. that? I don't know. Monkey shoulder. Okay, that's, what I, that's what I thought it was. Monkey shoulder here. Yeah. So I was that's, I was that's surprised by this one. I like uh regular whiskeys and everything, and I've been getting into some different scotches. Um, just, just trying to explore a bit. One that I was surprised by, I'll touch on it really quick, just because we're here. Proper 12. Uh, I figured the whole Conor, Conor McGregor hype about it. I figured it would be like, oh, whatever, you know, uh, good baseline kind of whiskey. 
I got to say, I was thoroughly impressed by this one. Very good flavor to it. Yeah. Um, I will definitely be not letting that one run dry in this house. Uh, Proper 12 will be a standard around here for good. Uh, Here's my take on that. If a guy like Conor McGregor, and I haven't personally tried it yet, but Conor McGregor, if he's going to put anything out, especially an Irish-style whiskey, it has to be good. Whether he knows about it or whether he doesn't, like you know it has to be good. And uh, it's um, I, I I have to try some sometime. I don't I don't drink a lot of Irish whiskey. whiskey. Yeah, I don't drink a lot of fucking whiskey. Fucking. I don't drink a lot of Irish whiskey. It's not really my thing. Uh, Jameson is huge around here. Everyone does shots of Jameson. I hate regular Jameson. I mean, I'll drink it, but I hate it. Yeah. My buddy got me that for my birthday, and it literally oh, that bottle between me and my wife, and he had like two lasted us two days. So I naturally had to go buy another one, and then it lasted just under a week. So yeah. I haven't bought it for a while for that reason. And I'm a guy, too. I, I love, love Jameson. But sometimes you get – and this is with anybody, especially in our area. Some people drink too much of the Jameson. They think they're Conor McGregor, and all they want to do yeah. is – Yeah, I don't know what it is about it. But uh, Owensboro. Uh, a lot of – Owensboro, Kentucky. So uh, we got that there. Age the minimum of, of a year and a day okay. in new charred oak. So – so simple whiskey. It's not, uh, you know, it's, what's funny is it's Kentucky bourbon. I'm very mildly uh, concerned with the fact that how did they call it Kentucky bourbon when it aged a year and a day. But, uh, you know, I'll let their lawyers handle that. So whatever. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> there was a, another uh, company that I will say had a uh, bourbon, a coffee bourbon, um, which yeah. is technically illegal uh, because uh, the, the bourbon has very specific uh, things that it has to hit to be a a bourbon, um, and you cannot add uh, coffee to it. Today's yeah. your birthday, Laura. Laura, it's your birthday. Happy so is your birthday six four twenty twenty one? Because like you're from the future, oh, that, right? That's a good question. So, or was or was your birthday on six three? We got to know this. Do you, do you still have some? Can you, all right, you still got some? Yeah, got to so, do a shot for Laura. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to tell you though. Um, the, the second and third sips were, were better for me than the first. Okay. Yeah. I, and I really like, and I got to ask you guys, like when you do the smell and the open mouth, is it normal to make a funny face? Cause I feel like I can't do it normally. <laughs> like I have to go, but you have to go. Yeah. Like I got to make a funny face. Um, yeah. Okay. So actually you have the same birthday is uh beard gang actual. So yeah. Happy birthday, Laura. It's not beard gangs yet, but it's definitely yours. And, uh, yes. Dang. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. So uh, if anybody is joining us on this lovely Thursday night, all right, and which is going to be this new kind of hangout, whether you're a dude, whether you're female, whether you identify whatever, all right, come on here any Thursday. Hang out with us. We're going to be talking booze. We're going to be talking dude stuff, maybe some baseball. Maybe we're just going to talk about beef jerky. Maybe we're going to talk about farting and pooping. I don't know. Either way. This is going to be free flowing, and you're probably going to see the four of us uh, anytime the Beard Bro is available. Love to have you back. Love to continue on. Brandon, you know you're always welcome whenever you are available. Logan. It's the Velvety Boys. And uh, yeah, so uh, let's everybody raise your glasses. And uh, Laura, do you have any cool like sayings over in Wales? Oh, good one. <clears throat> That's what I want to know Ooh. first. Like, is there a Ooh. saying in Wales that we can learn tonight and say to you? For your birthday, because and no judgment if you want to rip shots at like eight in the morning or whatever time it is over there, that's cool. Um, but I was just it's after five here. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's technically Friday. Oh, uh, yeah, where she is. Yep, she's from the future. I mean, that's why it's her birthday. That's Nick. why it's her birthday. You know, you know, you know. Well, I'll explain to you later. I know you're West Coast. It's only 7 o'clock. It's 7-7 where he is. No, nothing I know of. Well, let's let's ask the internet. Mm. Uh, Wales? Yes. Wales? While you guys are doing that, my last thing on Bubba's, and I like like brandies, I I will drink, again, uh, ginger brandy or blackberry brandy. I will drink that stuff. Of course, with with a beer when I have a cold to cure myself. Um, But this reminds me a lot of a brandy. Lactida. Lactida. Did you see that yeah, too? Uh, yakida. yakida. Is that how you say it? Yakida? Yes. Because it's pronounced, uh, it's, it's sometimes anglicized to Yakida. Okay. So, so Yakida means cheers in Welsh. In Wales. In it's Welsh. Like us no. saying, in Wales. In Wales. That's how the whales actually say it. They're like, Fuckin egg. <laughs> Wow, we really. Or, yeah, it is definitely fun. The Irish would somewhere. just say, Hey! Hey! hey. All right, so Fukit y- Yakida. Happy birthday. Yakida. Yep, he got it right. Wow. Well done, bud. Yep. Well done. I would have definitely said Lectida. Lectida. I mean, it looks like that. Lectida. It's L E C H Y D. D-A. I got the da. I yeah. mean, da, da, da. And I feel like... Everybody just, knows just, that song. Good God. So this is one thing I take pride in, is the fact that I, I love... Uh, I don't understand, I don't speak a, a lot of different languages, but I love understanding dialects and kind of like the, the, the different tones. And so just looking at it, I'm like, yakida, right? It's it's not really like a Y, but it's kind of like a, a Jewish almost sound. It's kind of kind of yakida, you know? So... I feel like that'd be really good. And not to and mention, the light just died. So. Yeah, it's done. I saw that. It's yeah. done. Details over. When the lights go, go down, down with the, the beard, bro. Oh. Um, yeah, the well. Not only is the Welsh language a little bit mental. So are we? No, their oh. addresses. All right, Laura was like, "I want a mustache, man." I was like, "I got you." And it took us. It took me about a week to figure out how to send something to her. There was like. City on city, but that's not a city, but that's not a state, but that could be a city, but you got to put the state where the city is, and then their zip codes are a whole bunch of letters with numbers, and it's confusing. Yeah, I didn't get it. And she was like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know. Dude, while you were rapping that, you looked like Modest Yahoo. <sighs> yeah. When he, when he was rapping that, he's got his hands going with the beard that you look exactly like Modest Yahoo. Da, bears. Bears. So, um, real quick, all right, let's do an early June 3rd, heard it at 10, 10 p.m. right now live, right back to the baseball. Who's going to win the World Series? One guess. We're just going to throw a random shout out. We're allowed to go there, and um, yeah, we're, we're, we're just going to throw a team out. Oh, you sent me this. Uh, the Beard Bro sent me this thing. Uh, a link I had that it. last night. Oh my goodness! We're we're gonna we're gonna pick a guess and then we're we're gonna go for it. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna I'll go first. I came up with the. It just kind of hit me. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna say the Dodgers are gonna repeat. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I don't I don't want to be that guy that is gonna. But no, that's fair. That's fair. That's that's the first team that popped in my brain. That's fair. Hmm. 
And if any of you guys are ready, we don't have to go round table. Logan is just like uh, no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm Brandon's ready. ready. I'm ready for this. Okay, Logan's ready. Go ahead. I'm gonna say that this is the year that they finally pony up some money, get a star pitcher, trade for somebody. The Rays are gonna win the World Series. Interesting. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Dick Vitale would love that. They're not supposed to win, baby. He says the Cle- Cleveland Indians. <laughs> by then they'll be the Cleveland uh, Firewaters. They can't change it mid. mid this could be the year that they. Uh, I don't know. They're under a lot of pressure to change that, like tomorrow. Yeah. It's oh. All right, Brandon. All right. What are you thinking? Well, uh, they're going to get some better pitching. They're going to get some uh, solidified pitching. They're going to break the postseason curse. Twenty-six years, the Braves. Ooh. Okay. You do realize they're four games under five hundred right now, which obviously they're two doesn't games. Mean. They're two games under five hundred. Only two. All right. My bad. Look how many runs they've scored, and look yeah. how many runs they've allowed. If they, they you're right though. If, if they went out and got and got a, a pitcher that's healthy, they could do it. And I, I, I want to hear this answer, and I, I have a feeling what he's going to guess. You, you know what I'm going with. The, the Pittsburgh Let's Pirates. Go Royals. Uh, Royals. Yeah. I gotta go with my Royals. Come on now. Boo! Uh, <laughs> those yeah, the- I gotta, I gotta stick with them. I gotta stay true to them. You know. So, and so, let's go real quick. Whoever put it, this is who we think are gonna win. Whoever trades for Max Scherzer. Ah, uh, yes. So, so here, here's the Not thing wrong. that I want to throw out there, and and I know the Beard Bros answer. Who would you like to win? All right. And uh, he went the Royals, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go next because everybody's gonna say, "Oh, you want your favorite team?" Yes, obviously, but that's never gonna happen. So I'm not gonna have a root. Who I want to win realistically is I want the Padres. The Padres have a team that mm-hmm. I love to watch. It's boring baseball to many. Their pitching is outstanding. Their hitting is mediocre, but they're winning games three one, two one, two nothing. Like that's the kind of baseball I personally love, and they have some great great talent. I'd love to see the Padres. Win it. Yep. That NL is pretty stacked too. Yes. I that's I'll even give you that one. I would love yeah. to see my Royals win, but a Padres win would be nice. Yep. In Oakland, you know, that's a team with the, with their whole mentality that I want to I'm a Jays fan. And I the Jays are gonna win next year. So I as much as I the Cardinals were my grandfather's team and I want to see Yadi Molina win. One more before he yaddy 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 yaddy. That's funny, <laughs> but honestly, for baseball and just for uh, for redemption, because MLB has fucked them over and Oakland has fucked them over so many times, I'll go with the A's. Yeah, who I want, mm. I want to win, mm-hmm. win this year. Okay, Brandon, who I think is going to win it, probably. Uh, no, who who would you want to like a realistic? Not like your everyday, like you know what I mean. Not your favorite team, but just a team to? that that might not, that probably won't. Win and it could be the same team. You could still want the Braves because That's you true. can make a strong case with well, the huge Braves they fan. have. I'm a huge Braves fan, so yeah. So so with the Braves and, and the Braves are, uh, you know what I mean. They have the talent to do it. They're just underachieving. I, I they're a little bit right now. To Logan's point, they're four behind in the standings, but they're only two below 500. They're okay. not going to get the wild any wild card, so they need to win the division. They need to win out, yeah. but in that division, they can. Yeah, the Mets are in first. I mean, come on. Yeah, come on, they're the Mets. This should this 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 was a saying. The when Mets I, pitching staff looks like I mean, literally looks like the four of us on the screen. The four of us are the Mets pitching. Staff. I'd, be, I'd be a pretty solid number four. I'm not gonna lie. And let's be honest. I mean, Beard Laws is the uh, you're you're the most superstitious then if if it was us four because your beard is the longest. Yeah, 
I'm the baseball coach with no elbow or shoulder left, and I can't even throw from second to first anymore. I'm uh, I'm the middle reliever that comes in when the team is getting their ass kicked. Yeah, I mean, I'm like a player. I'll, I'll be the player coach, or maybe I'll just be the first base coach. I'm just better at that. Yeah, and uh, you know that's yeah. It's I don't know. They're all they're all good ones, and like I said, there there's a lot of potential. Atlanta's a younger team with a lot of talent. Ton of talent. I'm still pissed about the whole Sid Bream thing, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, just looking real quick at the streaks on MLB.com, looks like the worst team in baseball now currently is Texas. At a, uh, they've lost nine in a row. Nine in a row. Yeah. Uh, Miami has lost six in a row. Looks like the hottest winning streak. Colorado is at four. But if you look at the la- uh, going into today, the Rays had won 14 of 16. Yeah, 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 yep. There is seven, uh, seven for three in their last ten, yeah. as well as the White Sox, as well as the Royals, as well as Seattle, um, the Cubs, nine and one in their last ten. Cubs are good, but they played the Pirates a lot, so that doesn't count. But mm. uh, yeah, counts in the win column. It sure does. So um, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, I, I think we're good. We are. We're a little bit over the time. We, we got the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. Yeah, All right, that yeah. Let's uh, let's let's answer this question while we got it. Uh, great question. Who would you like to see in the World Series? Mm. Uh, the, the Braves and the A's. Braves. And that the- would be a good series. Hmm. Yep. Some validation for either team. I'm going to say the Rays versus. I can't go the Cardinals because I would be conflicting with the Cardinals. I'm going to say the Rays versus the Mets because I love, and although I, I can tolerate the Mets, I love watching New York teams lose things. And I'm from there. so I want to see White Sox in the Padres. Padres would be awesome. Yes, I want White Sox Padres. Yeah. Detroit's record is 23-32. and 32. Oh. Ten games back, seven and a half back of the wild card. The Cubbies. Ugh. Uh, what do you got, Beard, bro? Could we do a Royal Padres? Yeah. Like, is that a reality? I mean, I, I feel like it yeah. could get there. It could. I feel like it could get there. Um, I, would, I would love to see them play because then I could find a way. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Will Myers and uh, Hosmer used to play for the Royals. That, that'd be yeah. a good story for Fox. And yeah. I, I feel like then you could also get some of the uh, the whole, you know, Midwest and coastal action there. Uh, I, I may actually have another reason to go out to San Diego again right now. You know, yes. So I just love it because the the White Sox are a plus seventy nine in run differential yeah. right now. The only that. better team than that is the Dodgers at eighty three, but then the Padres are third with seventy five. Yeah, it's been a run differential. So. But um, yeah, so we could go on and on all night, and I know there's a lot of people that might want to stay here, and there's some people that just really want to go to bed, like Laura. So happy birthday, Laura. Happy birthday, Laura. And uh, honestly, thank you, everybody, not only the people in the studio right now, but thanks to every single person that took the time out of their busy Thursday. Hopefully you guys will come back. This will be our kind of Thursday hangout. Where maybe you don't want to go to the pub. Maybe you're in eastern Ontario and you haven't been able to leave your house in like a year and a half because you're still in lockdown and we feel bad for you. Come over and have a virtual drink with us. We can continue to kind of just talk about whatever. And if there's some questions or some stuff that you truly want to talk about, obviously you see we get to them in the comments. If you're listening to this on Apple's podcast or Spotify or any of those cool podcast channels and you want to see what we look like, come on over. It's a little bit of a scary sight. 
don't worry about it. Uh, but uh, yeah, continue to listen to it. That's cool. But uh, yeah, we're going to come back next Thursday. We're going to do another Whiskey of the Week. Hopefully, all of you amazing dudes will be back in the studio. And seriously, guys, thank you so much. This has been fun. I had a great time. Yeah. Can we end with a picture of Charlie Blackman from the Colorado Rockies? Yeah, we can. So, everybody. Look ever for a Major League Baseball. Behold. Let's take a look at. uh, uh, That wasn't a good picture of him. His wife has never seen his chin. Smart. Uh, Neither has mine, actually. Nice, nice. Which, by the way, I will do a shameless plug and say yesterday was my two-year anniversary. Hey! And, uh, yeah. Good job. So, Yakida! He's never seen his face. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Yakida! Yakida to two years. Yeah, see? Thank you. My wife saw me uh, bare-faced when I, our very first date. And she, that was it. That was it. She, saw, she said, on your online pictures, you have a beard. I was like, well, I wanted to be clean face, so I started growing it. 2007, that went back. She she non-beard shamed you on your first date. Wow. She's and then I, I, uh, I uh, what, what do they call it when you don't show up uh, to a date? I did that Joker. to her. Second. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, Finley hats though. Yeah. Let's let's throw out Finley hats real quick. That'll be our exit, and then we'll show Charlie Blackman Finley hats, guys. Absolutely. Amazing. That's the hat that I'm wearing. Logan, I got to get you a Finlay hat. So you get a, would you rock a flat brim hat or would you rather have I, a dad I, hat? I actually have, I have three that I wear. Finlay hats or hats? No, no, three flat brim hats. Not my thing, but I, I, I do have three. <clears> when you get the bigger beard, we'll do that. But we're going to get you a, uh, we're going to get you a Finlay hat because anybody that's, and we'll, we'll, I'll work on getting one for Brandon or beard bro. Cause anybody that's part of the beard laws, they have to rock. They don't have to, but we really love it. So Finlay hats, you can use beard laws. I think if it doesn't work, then just pay full price. These guys are amazing. All right. What I truly love about them is not only are they patented laces, so these laces actually come down. You put them under your chin. So when you're doing action sports like snowboarding, uh, maybe you're on a boat or anything like that, they don't fly off. All right. Hidden pocket. It's got a hidden pocket. You put your credit card or anything you want in there. Finlayhats.com. They customize it. Mine's got a whole bunch of bugs on it. Probably fitting. And lifetime warranty. If your dog chews it, this thing gets destroyed, you send it back and they will replace it with a similar hat or something very close to it. You don't see that in a hat company, all right? right. And what's even better is every weekly exclusive is released at 7 p.m. PST, all right? And they don't stick around long, all right? So they come out here, a different design every single Friday at uh, 7 p.m. P- uh, PST. And what's even cooler, this is uh, was breaking news on Triple T a couple weeks ago. We're doing a, a a collab with Beard Laws. So there's going to be a Beard Laws Finlay hat coming very soon, and it is outstanding. I'm working with uh, Dylan, Jimmy, and the whole entire Finlay crew, which the whole entire crew is like less than 20 people. They're amazing. They're awesome. I got <coughs> to get that out of me. Sorry. Uh, but, yeah, Let's there's going to be a Beard Laws hat, so save your pennies. Rock them. Yes, uh, or TikTok 10. So I'm pretty sure Beard Laws is a thing, if not TikTok 10. And uh, Beard 10 is uh, is Beard Gang Actual, and that saves you $10. Not 10%, $10 off your very first order. All right, so guys, check them out, finlayhats.com. I honestly, I don't get paid to say that I love them. I truly, and, and these guys know, any company that I truly believe in, 
I rep the hell out of them, and I always, always will. And these guys are amazing. They have been absolutely amazing to not only me, but everybody that's been on Triple T and everything like that. So we're going to get some more hats for you guys. Make sure you rock them. Um, I know that you just got your hat, and you love it. I mean, I saw the unboxing of it. Absolutely amazing. So thanks, everybody, again. Let's show the picture of Charlie Blackman. There he is. Nice. There he is. Gloria. And, and that that hair behind there is like a it's I don't even, it's 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 not even a mullet it's just shaved on the side you, the dude just Ma. rocks it Ma. Ma. yeah Dylan is uh, kind of the social media guy for Finlay hats he just is amazing he is awesome highly recommended so if you guys don't go follow Finlay hats on all the social media um, hesh dot dot dad or dude I'll get you guys if you want this is his personal account absolutely yeah what a bloke. What a bloke. I think that's a good thing. But either way, what is a good thing is all you amazing people. We're going to be back next Tuesday, Triple T, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be probably back here with the same crew next Thursday, same time, with some more just whatever we feel like with a new whiskey. It's going to be a couple ones. Maybe the Beard Bro is going to have a new little beer that he wants to talk to. Whiskey, I don't know. We'll figure it out. But either way, we appreciate every single one of you. Stay safe. Stay bearded, everybody. Later. Peace.